Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Today, we are shaking things up and we are connecting with the hip hop Nutcracker. And today we have Randy Freitas. Hello, Randy. Hello. Grateful to be here, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. And now uh, we are super, super excited to have the Hip Hop Nutcracker joining us here at the Hanover Theater on December 29th. But before we dive in, let's talk a little bit about you and your role with the show. Sure. Um, I am Randy Freitas. I am the associate choreographer and um, dance captain, as well as the mouse queen performing in the show. Excellent. Now, for the listeners that are familiar with the Nutcracker, but aren't familiar with the hip hop Nutcracker, or maybe have never seen either, um, mm. can you tell us a little bit about the show itself? Absolutely. Um, we are doing a fusion of the two. So you'll hear the tracks, the music, the Tchaikovsky score from the original Nutcracker, but we have now adapted it to all street dance styles of dance. So you'll see breakers, you'll see poppers, you'll see lockers, um, as well as brought the story up to a more modern time. So it's actually a story that's set in uh, today's time in Washington Heights, New York. Um, and it's about a family that's living up there that's trying to find um, the magic of love, the magic of Christmas, the magic of New Year's again. Um, and our Nutcracker helped save the day by bringing the family back together. Beautiful. And um, I, I think it's just like a wonderful story as a whole. But I think that that the hip hop Nutcracker falling on December 29th is like the perfect sweet spot because your family and friends are all around. You're waiting for New Year's and you're looking for that something to do before between Christmas and, and New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the show is actually set on New Year's Eve. So uh, the 29th falls even closer to that. So it's a, a great buildup for the anticipation of the new year. Yeah, it's perfect. And from my understanding, uh, hip hop royalty, uh, MC Curtis Blow will be a part of the show, which I think is incredible. Yes, he kicks us off with with like a short mini concert, actually, before the show and then has a couple moments after as well that are uh, get the crowd on their feet, get everyone moving and excited. And, and it's an honor to be sharing the stage with such a legend. Yeah, and I I recently watched your um the trailer for the Hip Hop Nutcracker special that's coming to Disney Plus, and yes. I noticed that Rev Run was also in it. I know he's not going to be in the in the um touring production, but as someone who's like a big fan of Run DMC and all that like classic <laughs> hip hop, I was like, oh my god! So I it's just incredible all around. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Keep an eye out for the Disney special because um, you'll see both Curtis and Rev. They even have a moment together, which is, um, yeah, like you said, for those of us that love hip hop, it's it's really legendary to see. It it really is. I was like, oh, my God, is Sugar Hill Gang going to pop up? Yes, yes. Um, so I, I am really excited for the Disney Plus special to come out. I think it'll give everyone some really good prep time. Uh, before it arrives at the Hanover Theater. Um, so I'm sure this is a really easy you know, segue into my next question is, um, how has classical music really influenced hip hop and rap artists? I mean, I feel like the overlap is clear here, but um, you know, I, I think that it's a really interesting take on this classic tale. Absolutely. Um, you know, as, as movement artists, even above any specific style, 
it really we're responding to the music, right? So our vocabulary is in hip hop, um, but you'll see it adapted on stage in response to this classical music. Um, you'll see things that normally maybe would be um, done really fast, slow down. You'll see movement open up. You'll see different takes on uh, some original things like head spins and such. And so as artists that react to music, we've adapted our movement to fit this music. And traditionally in hip hop, you know, a, a lot of the first music came from sampling. And so it's it's taking something um, that was there before and twisting it and making it original and fresh and new. And that's what we're doing on stage. Yeah. So how would you say that the that this is the 10th anniversary of the show? Um, mm -hmm. How is hip hop Nutcracker? kind of evolved in this 2022 version of the production? Absolutely. Um, I think this year is a really special year. We had a majority of returning cast. So we had the time and space and rehearsals to really add like those little nuances, um, little moments of, I guess, allowing each um, character to shine as well. You know, hip hop is a lot about freestyle. And so you'll see a lot of our cast actually um, creating their own movement, creating their own solos, creating their own um, moments on stage within this greater scheme of choreography. And we've had the time to really build that out. So I think every individual on stage really shines this year. Yeah. And I was looking at your bio ahead of ahead of time before mm. our interview. And holy moly, like your bio is stacked, my friend. Uh, I mean, I'm looking obviously Hip Hop Nutcracker, but you were on shows like Jimmy Kimmel, The Ellen Show, the American Music Awards, the Kids' Choice Awards, the Grammys. You worked yes. with, and I I saw Tracy Ellis Ross on that list. Yes. I just wanted to die. So, yes. I mean, you it's have been, so you have been all over the place doing such incredible, incredible work. So I'm really excited for people to see this raw talent like in person on our main stage in the heart of Worcester I think people are going to be really excited <laughs> yeah I I we're really excited to come to Worcester um I actually the 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 musical that just came out spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will uh Farrell um I shot that last year and so we were in Boston and we actually did the whole um there's like a big moment of Christmas tree like musical um and that number was shot in Worcester. So we spent a week in Worcester shooting that. So I'm excited to go back. Yeah. And that's with uh, with Chloe Arnold from Syncopated Ladies. Am I, yes. am I right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. We love that Worcester love. Yes. Uh, you're just talking about how Spirited really is, you know, overlapping with so much of the Hanover Theater family. Yes. Um, so I think that that's that's incredible um so we're very excited to welcome you back that's going to be amazing mm -hmm. um and we're, we'll be keeping an eye out for you in spirited i mean that's coming out i think uh as we're recording this i think that's dropping this weekend yes, um it is. so we it have is. a lot we have a lot to see you in between this and the disney plus special you're everywhere absolutely i'm trying to be but excited to <laughs> to come in person and perform for a live crowd that's always the best yeah. So I'm, I'm curious in the show, what, what would be your, your favorite part, the standout part, the part that makes everyone go crazy? Um, honestly, you know, there's so many beautiful, magical moments in the show. There's like an epic love duet that happens between Marie Claire and the Nutcracker. There's a really beautiful duet that happens between mom and dad. But my personal favorite is um, the 80s bar scene. So everything just comes to color. It comes to life. 
you get to see all different solos from these individual movement artists on stage. Um, and then a, a big like finale piece where it's one of the moments where everyone on stage is dancing the same choreography. And I think it just leaves a really powerful impact. So what we're about to see in December is different from the special, right? It's, it's, it's clearly featuring a couple of different friends, but um, you know, you're still going to be getting a different experience, correct? You will get an entirely different experience than the Disney Plus. Um, yet you'll see, you know, a couple of us that were in the Disney Plus, but we were even in different roles in that. And so um, I think it's like watching two different shows, uh, which is a really exciting thing that we have two versions of it out now. And it'll be the similar storyline, but you'll get the theatrics and the live action and the moments of play. But you'll also get um, a little more freestyle, a little more street dance in the in the uh, live tour one, which is going to be exciting as well. Absolutely. And uh, just circling back to your bio, just one more time. Uh, yeah. I had noticed that you also are, you know, teaching your signature floor work style. Um, yes. Yeah you know, kind of internationally. And we have a conservatory here at the Hanover Theater. And I'm Amazing. curious if you have any advice for young dancers that are kind of coming through our uh, our conservatory in the years coming. Absolutely. Um, I would say that just as important as it is to learn the foundation of the style you're in, um, learn the history, learn all of that, it's also important to find your voice in it, your authentic voice and know how to take this beautiful vocabulary that you're getting offered by teachers and embody it in a way that allows you to tell your own story. Excellent advice. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to ask people about that because, you know, it is really, I really love our conservatory and we have such a great pool of students. Um, and that, I think that it's, you know, whenever I see live performances by any of them, I'm always like, sh just shocked. And, um, you know, they yes. get the opportunity to see, you know, all these wonderfully talented people coming onto our main stage week after week after week. So it really oh. does mean a lot, you know, hearing those, those words of wisdom from, from, uh, some true experts. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Who would you say has inspired you in your career? Just curious. Um, I, I have a number of people from like, you know, I, I started dancing just in a rec center with friends. And so, um, you know, a b-boy named Mikey and another b-boy named A-Rock were really instrumental in getting me into breaking and teaching me. And then moving to LA, there's um, a, a plethora of inspiration here. Um, dancers such as uh, the Beat Freaks is a is a huge inspiration for me watching them on ABDC before I moved to LA and just seeing these women hold the stage down in that way, um, as well as older generations like Asia One and Rockefeller out in New York and B-Girls that have been holding it down for years, um, you know, and, and we're able to do these kind of shows and, and make a living off of dance because of B-Girls like that. Yeah, you know, this has been a really great interview. Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Scenes today. If you 
are as excited as I am to see the Hip Hop Nutcracker on December 29th, head to the HanoverTheater.org, theater spelled with an R-E, to get your tickets today. You do not want to miss this. And tickets start at just $39.50. Um, so, I mean, take take the friends, take your family right after that holiday season and leading into, um, leading into New Year's Eve. This is the perfect opportunity to kind of have some fun and celebrate the season with people that you love. Randy, do you have any parting words for our audiences today? Um, we're excited to see you in Hanover, and and uh, I think it's a great way to ring in the New Year's, so we're looking forward to sharing energy with you in the theater. Absolutely. You heard it here. So get your tickets at thehanovertheater.org, theater spelled with an R-E, and we can't wait to see you at the end of December. Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Scenes, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes, and thank you so much for taking this magical sleigh ride through the holidays with us. And I'm so, so excited to let you all know that A Christmas Carol opens on our main stage this Saturday, December 17th, and it'll be on our main stage until the 23rd. So this is the perfect time to go even further behind the scenes with A Christmas Carol and this magical production. Now, recently, we had a virtual press conference uh, where we kind of got to speak to Reel Em In, members of the Christmas Carol family, uh, members of the Hanover Theater Marketing Department. Uh, and so I would love for you to take a listen to a couple of short clips from that virtual press conference to help you get a little more familiar with this incredible show ahead. So stay tuned and listen in. Hi, everyone. Um, Tony Israel, Rillaman Productions. We're based out of New York, New Jersey. Um, we are so happy to be a part of the Hanover um, Theater family. Uh, we are a BIPOC agency. We promote arts and entertainment to um, diverse communities, which is why Hanover brought us on. So again, we're very proud of that. Um, we're definitely, um, you know, happy to bring our unique niche um, to Hanover Theater. So um, it's been an exciting road for us thus far, and we plan on continuing on with them. Uh, we have two of our Rillaman team members with us, so we're not going to stay in front of you long. I have Teresa O'Neill uh, Red, which is a married name. <laughs> she is our managing director. And then we have Christopher McDonald, and he is our director of marketing. And um, I want to introduce uh, Christopher for him to say a couple of words, a couple sentences about what we're doing with Hanover. Hi, everyone. I just want to say, honestly, what an honor it is to work with the Hanover Theater. Um, it's truly about building bridges with the BIPOC community there and using theater as a tool to really break down barriers and better reflect the diversity, the true diversity that's in the community there. Um, I've been to the Hanover Theater. I've witnessed its beauty. It's an absolutely amazing theater. Um, I've seen the quality productions. Uh, I went to Mean Girls there and it was fantastic. And uh, as we approach A Christmas Carol and the Nutcracker, hip hop uh, Nutcracker there, uh, we're reaching out to South Asian Student Association at Clark University, area churches. We have the NAACP local chapter there. Nellie, I see, wave your hand, Nellie, where everyone knows uh, who you are. She's the VP there. Um, and we're just really excited about working with the Hanover Theater because of the beauty, not only in the art, but of the community as well. So thank you for this opportunity.
the time when Christmas Carol was written, 1843, and the time when we set our production, England was just starting to colonize India and immigration between the two continents began and so people started traveling back and forth and so we've we've introduced a, an indian immigrant family as the cratchit family and tried to look at what that would mean and so how would that affect the relationships between the characters how does how does scrooge's relationship with his clerk bob cratchit how does that change if they're not only uh socioeconomically different but also racially and eth ethnically different um how does the how does the Cratchit family's view of the world around them change? It, it impacts lots of things. We did we got some way down this path last year, and now this year we're digging into it a little more deeply. Uh, and it's something that I'm proud of. In this moment, you're seeing your choices come to life a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the different cast members and what we can look forward to seeing in this year's production? One thing I'm proud of in our production is the way we use a young girl to play the spirit of Christmas past, because while Dickens doesn't write the character that way, I believe it's very much in the spirit of the character. And so we use a, a, a young woman, Lily, plays our our. Uh, our spirit of Christmas past is just um, a phenomenal energy. You heard her voice in that little clip we, we played a little while ago. Um, and uh, and I, I think um, there are a number of young people. There's nine young people from around our region. Some of them drive an hour to get here every day because there are so many kids that audition for this production that we really can pick the best of the best. Um, our cast otherwise is made up of, of professionals from both the Worcester and Boston areas and from New York. Uh, our Scrooge, our Ebenezer Scrooge is new this year. His name is John Little, and he's done the role before, but not in Worcester. And uh, I'm uh, really grateful to have him in this production. He's he's really, um, he's carving some new ground for us. And he's, he's finding new things in the role that despite having done the show for 20 years, I haven't seen before. So that's exciting. Uh, also, John Peterson, I'm proud of, who plays the ghost of Jacob Marley, joined us last year, and he's back this year. He's got an incredible uh, pedigree from, from Broadway and the West End in London, and uh, we're lucky to have folks of backgrounds like these. So happy to be here and hello everybody and, and welcome. And I'm so excited to be working with Real Men and that we have, you know, this uh, incredibly diverse and capable team um, that's helping to put this beautiful show together. The, sh the message of this show is so lovely and it's just nice to be able to be a part of it in a way that I would say growing up, a lot of, you know, South Asian kids maybe didn't get to see themselves. Um, in in these roles and and on stage in this kind of story, if it's a contemporary one, it was like okay, fine. Well, this is we can do this, but it was hard to find ourselves in history. But we know we existed, right? So while there's still so much work to be done uh, in terms of discovering um, how and where you know BIPOC people came into play, I mean we were everywhere, of course. But um, it you know having the ability and the opportunity to create a story with us 
is just really beautiful. And I'm very grateful for that. I do do some cultural consulting. I'm Chicago based. And uh, I was very proud to be invited last year to start some of this work. You know, Annie and Troy and, and, uh, and Steve and the team really just starting to dip our toes into what would it mean for the Cratchit family to be an immigrant family from one of the colonies, right? From a country where we would look very different, not just sound um, in terms of dialect, but we would look very different. We would come from very different cultures. And so it was nice to be able to examine that and, and lovely to be able to come back and sort of deepen some of that experience, not just what Bob Cratchit experiences with Scrooge, but how does this family interact with London town, with the community around us? You know, who accepts us and maybe who doesn't? How do we interact outside the home? And then how do we behave as a family inside the home? And these are just beautiful nuances that we're being able to explore. Uh, so I feel really grateful for that. When people see our production of A Christmas Carol, it is an unbelievably high quality, extravagant production. One of my favorite things, in addition to the scenery, the music, the dancing, of course, are the costumes. I always come back to the costumes. And this is something that um, I think a lot of people really don't understand the detail that goes into the costumes. And I'm wondering if the wardrobe has shifted throughout the production and if some of the cultural influences are starting to come through in the costume choices. Well, certainly the cultural influences do come through in the costume choices, integral to the costume choices, in fact. And in terms of the level of detail, that's one advantage of doing a production like this each year is we can build on, on what we've done at the beginning. So 15 years ago, we did our best, right? We, 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 we budgeted what we could afford for costumes and we borrowed and rented and, and, and created some pieces. But now 15 years later, most of the pieces in the show have been created specifically for the show. Uh, some of them multiple times because of, of cast members of very different sizes playing the same roles. But, um, but it, it, the level of detail and intricacy just grows every year. Gail Buckley's our costume designer and she does a phenomenal job. She really does. Okay. I would love to just add something very quickly there. Gail does an amazing job. And starting last year, we started to work in some elements of what an Indian family might wear traditionally. And I don't know if Anita, Annie, if Anita is on the call, but I, I would love to share that, you know, we diversity and inclusion means lots of things. And it isn't always just ethnic or cultural or, you know, we have a, a disabled person in our show and the way that costumes need to work for her is very different. And so we have a chance this year, you know, for Gail to be able to work with her a little bit and make sure it's not so heavy or it's not, you know, or it's just easy to do quick changes in and out of when you're working with a prosthetic leg. So even those things are just very exciting to me to see um, but oh, we're able to make those things come together, yeah. You know, the message of, of uh, A Christmas Carol is universal. So it's for us to find, um, and, and most Hindu chants from, from the Vedic uh, civilization and from that time, are very universal. They do um, uh, sort of help us to focus on 
being better ourselves. And they're not so concerned about if you do this, then this is bad and you will go to heaven or you will go to hell. It's more like, how do we just in the present moment be aware and stay connected and remember that we are all connected with one another and that we are all connected with the divine. So the the universality of that message was really appealing. And just a fun story, I think some of the, the kids that are cast this time, I think they were very surprised and they really enjoyed the idea that, oh, on stage, we might be able to sing something that we sing at night when we go to bed every night that their parents taught them. So. Um, it's just been a beautiful way of blending that, I think, and a nice uh, a nice chance to see how all of us celebrate <laughs> these nice moments, uh, a beautiful family dinner, an abundance of food on that Christmas dinner day, and that Christmas is also important to us as a Hindu family living in London. everyone. We can't give out all of our secrets just yet, but if you'd like to learn more about our incredible annual production of A Christmas Carol, please visit the HanoverTheater.org, theater spelled with an R-E, and you can get your tickets now. Tickets start at just $28, which I think is an incredible, incredible deal. And you can expect the first ghost when the bell tolls two on December 17th. And those Happy Holiday Haunts will be on our main stage from the 17th to the 23rd. So get your tickets now at thehanoftheater.org and we can't wait to share this magical story with all of you. We'll catch you again next week and happy holidays.